name is Stephanie Roman, and this is one of my stories. From a very young age, I was often told how pretty I was. Perhaps that statement sounds trite or even arrogant, but it happened. It's part of my lived experience, and it's important to the story. I never would have been able to put this into words at the time, but the attention I received, plus the required amount of pressure on women and girls to look a certain way, resulted in spending most of my formative years believing that the most important thing I had to offer the world was how I looked. This quote-unquote gift of mine had nothing to do with me. It said nothing about me as a person. It was entirely wrapped up in how others viewed me. Family, friends, my latest crush, strangers on the street, all these people got to decide what made me worthy. The problem is whomever you allow the power to make you feel worthy also wields the power to make you feel worthless. It's no surprise then that I spent years, a couple of decades actually, chasing my own worthiness mostly in the form of male attention and relationships, and when I felt rejection, I undoubtedly blamed my body. If I was prettier, thinner, more toned, less fat, he would have been interested. He would have stayed. He wouldn't have cheated. As ridiculous as it may sound, I truly believe that the way I was treated and if I was loved or unloved relied on the way I looked and how attractive others found me to be. Now let me say now that I know that was not a unique belief system. Many people, and especially women, live similarly, seeking acceptance and love based on the exterior from the external, feeling pressure to conform to society's beauty standards, feeling pressure to never age, to be a certain size, to have a certain body type, to be pleasing in the eyes of everyone. So, I became obsessed. I tried every diet and exercise program there was. I bought books and read blogs and followed a myriad of Instagram accounts, all in the hope of making my body be what I thought it should be. What the world told me was possible, just around the corner, if only I had enough willpower and commitment. I knew well what it felt like to be proud of how long I could stay hungry without giving in or how to choke down tasteless foods I didn't like, or how to work out until I felt nauseous. But no matter what I did, in my mind, it was never enough. I was never quite small enough. My stomach never revealed a six-pack, my legs never looked chiseled, I never felt the acceptance and love for myself that I needed. The only constant, the only thing that persisted were my negative thoughts about my body. So much so that at times it completely consumed my life. Looking at myself brought me to tears. I felt like a failure. I felt trapped in this body that wouldn't cooperate. Why couldn't I accomplish this one thing that was so important to me? Flash forward to age 36. I got married. I had done it. It took a while, but I found someone who would get down on one knee and give me a ring and plan a wedding and say he'd love me for the rest of my life. I finally had my stamp of approval. 
I was worthy. I was loved. My body hadn't failed me this time. My body was good enough. And I had the license to prove it. Unfortunately, it wasn't long before I realized that this marriage wasn't what I had hoped. The person I had chosen wasn't going to give me what I had been seeking. Instead, I had a partner who used my body shame against me, who mocked me, who called me names, who threatened me, who manipulated me, who lied to me, who gaslighted me, who did everything in his power to make me feel unloved. It took a while before the word abuse ever escaped my lips. And even now, it makes me uncomfortable to say it. I wasn't the type of person who thought I could be abused. I was strong and independent. I stood up for myself. But over time, I could no longer hide from the word. I could no longer pretend. It was painfully obvious. I was in an abusive relationship. I spent a lot of time during and after that relationship asking myself, how did I get here? How did I choose this person who was the exact opposite of all the qualities I seek in a partner? How did I miss the signs? The answers to those questions are lengthy and complicated, and parts of them are still revealing themselves to me, but I kept coming back to that how I felt about myself my body shame, my dependence on outside approval and acceptance led me to that place, led me to that relationship and the severe mistreatment that followed. I knew something had to change. I had to learn a different way to live. I had to find ways to find my worth from within. I had to make peace with my body. I sought out a coach who introduced me to the idea of body neutrality. I learned about intuitive eating and health at every size. I dug deep to isolate all the ways diet culture was affecting my thinking. I followed different blogs and different Instagram accounts. I confronted my own fat bias. I let my body reach the place it felt comfortable and healthy, even though that was really difficult sometimes. Shifting my mindset wasn't easy. It can be exhausting sometimes fighting against diet culture. But what's the alternative? Living with body shame wasn't easy either. It damaged me in more ways than I could have ever predicted. And every day I choose to never go back to that. As I sit here with several rolls in between my bust and my hips, I'm at peace. The work I put in to make peace with my body has led to so much more than I could have expected. I'm better at setting boundaries. I listen to my intuition more. It's easier to determine if a decision feels authentic and true for me. I know how to challenge long-held beliefs that aren't serving me. I have met and learned from incredibly inspiring people. What's more, I now have the wonderful gift and privilege to coach women who have lived with similar struggles. I'm so grateful 
I'm grateful for one of the lowest times in my life because it forced me to stop fighting with myself. I say this is only one of my stories because while important and integral, this story is only a starting place. And as I approach midlife, I can't wait to see what other stories I will have to tell. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.